Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I remember when I was a child, there was a Christmas, all the rappers had a throwback jersey. All I wanted was this Earl Campbell Houston Oilers throwback jersey. I put one thing on my Christmas list for Santa. And I'm telling you, I opened it. And it was the happiest moment of my life. I get that same feeling every time our next guest joins us in studio. I wish that they could extend the Walter Payton Man of the Year to non-NFL players. That media people (laughs) got the opportunity to win the Walter Payton Man of the Year. Because I would nominate this individual, an inspiration to my life and yours, Pete Sweeney of Arrowhead Pride. Pete Sweeney, how you doing, Pete? Good to be here. Good to be here. Uh, it's a, uh, what is it? It, it? What's the degrees outside? Like 45? It ain't warm. Well, it's not, it could be worse. I, I, I feel like this is when you really start to hit your peak. I don't really know if... Yeah, I don't like summer Pete as much, but it's something about when you can go outside and you can see your uh, breath. Yeah. That's when you really start to hit your stride. Yeah. Those articles, they just mm. hit a little bit different once you got a windbreaker I on. I mean, there are few pleasantries in life than whipping up an article while you're wearing a hoodie. You know what I mean? You're in the house. You're snuggling up. You got Chiefs news to, to relay. You got a hoodie on. You're good to go. Nope, somebody no said uh, somebody said that you were on 41 News and you had the chest hair mm. out. You had a little too much chest hair going. You know You've what? been feeling real confident, I'll, man. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. You bring the bacon and tomato, I'll bring the lettuce. How about that? <laughs> you got a lot of taco meat yeah, up there, why not? man. I'm happy for why you. Why not? All yeah. right, let, can we talk about this? Let's talk about the New England Patriots, the Chiefs' upcoming opponent. So Tom Curran of NBC Sports in Boston, he said this about the future for the head coach of the New England Patriots. Conversations I had that week made it very clear that a decision was made and they were going to play out the string, and at the end of the year, there would be a parting of the ways for a variety of reasons. I think, and I wasn't told this specifically, but the main one being, you don't fire Bill Belichick during the season. It's just not going to happen. Additionally, though, he's an asset. He's under contract for another year, which we reported after ESPN or NFL media reported there was a long-term extension in place that would keep Bill locked up long-term. It's only through next year. So that would not be an impediment to them changing course. And it had gone too far. The Germany game, the Commanders game, the Saints game. All huge marquee games, and then there was a Chargers game after that. Just because they won last week in Pittsburgh in prime time, I don't think it quells anything. So that was Tom Curran of NBC Sports out in Boston. Bill Belichick was asked about his future, and he responded in a way that really only Bill Belichick could. Do you have an understanding that Robert will not ask you to be back next year? Yeah, get ready for Kansas City. That's what I'm doing. Bill, while understanding that you're getting ready for Kansas City, have you and Robert discussed your future beyond the season? Get ready for Kansas City. So Bill Belichick really didn't give you a whole lot in terms of answering questions. They were getting ready for the Kansas City Chiefs, and that makes sense. 
I believe that after the Super Bowl, prior to the start of the new league year, I believe the New England Patriots are going to trade Bill Belichick. Trade him. I think they're going to trade him to the Los Angeles Chargers. I think the Chargers make the most sense. I think the Chargers check off a lot of the boxes that if you are Bill Belichick, you are looking for for your last job. You've got a really talented quarterback. Mm. You are going to go through a little bit of a turnover. you got a couple of offensive pieces that you can build around. you got Keenan Allen. you got Quentin Johnston. you got Austin Eckler. We'll see what they can do with the salary cap and how they can end up keeping some of those pieces and also adding to them. You've got some really good pieces defensively on that team that you can build around. You have an organization that I think needs stability and somebody that can really help their attention to detail and eliminate some of the – we have seen a lot of questionable decisions from the, from the Los Angeles Chargers late in ball games the last 10 years or so. I think that Bill Belichick really helps in that. If you want my prediction heading into the new year of what I think is going to happen after the Super Bowl, I think sometime right after the combine, I think we see Bill Belichick get traded. I'm not familiar with Belichick's current contract. They do keep contracts. He's got one more year left. One more year. Yeah, it makes sense if, if you think about uh, a player – like this coming up to the end of their contract, I think you know you would try to want uh, try to get some value for them, and I also think that's actually even a better look than mutually parting ways that you see sometimes, where one side says you know I, I we're kind of done here, and the other side says okay me too, and uh, you see that and it essentially means that the coach got fired. This is actually gets some benefit back to the New England franchise that he's been with. For two decades, I don't hate it. I, I think you got to open it up to just w- more than the one team, though. I, I feel like if you're going to have a trade and you're going to get some value back for whatever it is, you know, there's got to be at least a, a short list, right? So, I mean, the Chargers make a lot of sense, um, but I do think it'll be more than one team involved. You got to think that there'll be multiple teams that are interested in Belichick's services. I mean, I think Washington makes some sense, but if you're him. I'm not taking Sam Howell as my starting quarterback next year. Like, are we committed to drafting a quarterback? But then to me, that lends another question. If you are an organization and you have a young quarterback or you are planning on drafting a quarterback, do you want to have Bill Belichick, who we know (laughs) isn't like, but I'm saying we also know that he's probably not going to be there into that player's second contract. So this is an arranged marriage. This is not going to be, he's not going to be the coach of the Los Angeles Chargers for more than three seasons. He's 72 years old right now. Like a major reason why I don't think he's coming back to New England is they're going to have a top three pick next year. They could be in a situation where they could take Drake May, the quarterback out of North Carolina. And if I'm Robert Kraft, it's not about what we used to be. We have to think about what we are moving forward and building around this quarterback and giving him everything he needs to be really successful in the NFL. And can I do that with Bill Belichick, who's buying the parts? Can I do that with Bill Belichick, who is building around him and also isn't going to be there into his second contract? I would make the decision no, and I would get out while you can still get pretty good value for Belichick. You could probably get a second-round pick for Belichick, maybe a third-round pick for him. I think it's time to cut your losses, cut your ties, appreciate everything that he's done, announce a mutual decision, and I think you got to move on from him. Yeah, the, the, the Broncos made that move for Sean Payton, and they sent – a first rounder, a second rounder, and a third rounder. 
I don't know if I'm paying that even for Bill Belichick now at the end of his career, but I, I think there is a package that maybe you would send if you truly believe that he could get you over the hump. Uh, I wonder what that would look like. Uh, it, it is hard to, to, I think, project what a – I mean, it's hard enough to project players sometimes. It, it'd be incredibly hard to see what amount of picks would be worth it for Bill Belichick. I I think just in general, though, like as we're talking about this, if you could create a scenario where you have a head coach and you could trade him at the end of his deal and get these valuable draft picks back, I mean, that that is the the way to go. I'm surprised we don't see it as something that uh, is more common. I know it happens every once in a while, but I, I feel like if you can somehow pull that off, because, I mean, let's just say it's two second-rounders or a second and a third or whatever. Now you you get a, a second and a third-rounder, and you're getting a, a brand-new head coach. I think that's a, a great deal if you're New England. I see this top text right here. The Patriots won't win regardless. There's no one's better than Belichick. He has nothing to work with there. He's also the general manager that I wonder in 2023. Can Bill Belichick do both? Bill Belichick can probably still be a really good coach if you get him all the parts that you need in a modern-day NFL. But look at how they drafted and look at how they've spent free agency dollars over the last couple of years. Like, they're, it, they've tried to go get wide receivers. They've tried to spend money on tight end. They've tried it running back. I just think the game has passed him by in that way. I think he needs to go to a place that maybe has – that young whiz kid, 42-year-old general manager, and there needs to be a clear separation of church and state. Hey, this person is going to be the general manager, and they're going to get the part. You're going to be able to work with that person, and you're going to coach them up. Yeah, I think I think it's time for him to give that part up. Uh, I know that it was – in in a way difficult, but in a way uh, one of the better decisions that Andy Reid made in, in taking that aspect out of his hands. I mean, I I still think Reid is someone who is heavily involved in major decisions like any head coach, and and but I, I do think he gave up a, a lot when he came to Kansas City and didn't want to do that anymore. And, you know, one would argue that, uh, you know, just from basic results, that uh, it, it was a better move. I mean, he... he he was a great coach in both cities, but he was able to get over the hump and, and twice uh, right now in Kansas City, and they should be in a position in, in the future as we go here to be able to continue to get back to Super Bowls and potentially win more championships. And so why not uh, do that uh, if you're Bill Belichick? I, I think he'd enjoy the job uh, a lot more. And he used to be really good at this, where they would get rid of players, it seemed like, at the exact right time, whereas nowadays it seems like they keep him for – way too long or don't draft the right player in, in the first place. Pete, I'm going to ask you a question that I have not heard a single person in Kansas City ask. I'm going to ask you that question. That's going to be hit number one. Hit it, Rob. While you're stuck in traffic on your drive home, The Drive gets you caught up on the biggest sports stories in Kansas City and around the country. It's The Hits, only on The Drive, number one. Before Carrington's question, P, I want you to know that The Hits are brought to you by Underlaw Injury Lawyer. Visit GetJim.com. Get Jim. Are you ready for this question? I love questions. This is my question. Okay, hit me with it. Let's say that Wanye Morris continues what he's been doing. I'm happy with him at left tackle. I imagine that you've been happy with Wanya Morris at left tackle. Let's say that the game against the Cincinnati Bengals coming up here next week 
Two weeks. Donovan Smith is back. Who starts at left tackle for the Chiefs? Well, I think they're going to look at the tape and you know see how Morris has developed over the, the three weeks. But uh, I would say in in turning back to history and covering this team and seeing them down the stretch, Reed typically will will stay with a winning offensive line, and I think they're going to win these next two games. And should Morris not make too many mistakes, I think he stays on the field. Uh, we have seen in, in previous seasons where you know, you'd have offensive linemen that would grade better than others, but those guys have been set now. I remember that first 19 Super Bowl season, those guys have been set for the stretch, uh, and they keep him in in there. So I'm going to... If I have to have to have to guess here, I would say Wanye uh, it ends up being being the guy after three weeks time. I figured you would say that. Do you not agree? I don't know. This is why. What if Jawan Taylor has two penalties in these next two games? Oh, you're saying is there a chance Uh-oh. that Donovan Smith plays left tackle for the Chiefs and that Wanye Morris plays right tackle for the Kansas City Chiefs? Are we certain? Yeah. That Jawan Taylor is one of the five best offensive linemen for the Kansas City Chiefs. Because I don't know if we can definitively say that, especially if Wanye Morris goes out there and plays well over the next couple of weeks. I don't know, other than contract-wise, yeah. what entitles Jawan Taylor to a, a guaranteed starting spot over there on that right side? Well, I know you just asked the question, but you can't say other than contract-wise. I think we get sometimes um, caught up in in this idea that they eventually moved MVS down nine million is not 20 million you know we get caught up in this idea of and also too like Jawan's situation has been a, a, a weird year I, I think you know the refs were picking on him then they weren't picking on him then some of the issues popped up again but I I can't imagine the Chiefs going away from Taylor you know the contract matters you know as much as we, we say it doesn't matter it, it matters like that you know, we were just talking about the Denver Broncos. That's why they had to make it work with Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson last year, and granted, Hackett stinks, but he looked done, right? I mean, we all would have said he. And he's. I think Hackett might be actually worse than we gave him credit. Right, and he's had kind yeah, of he a was bad. minor resurgence because they had to figure it out because they committed all this money. And so, as much as I would like to say, ill performance would maybe see Taylor out of the lineup. I just, I, you can't not play that player making that amount of money. Okay, I just wanted to know what you thought. Yeah. I think Morris has a good chance to stay in that role, though. I, I really do. I, I 100% agree. I, I think really if do. he plays well these next couple of weeks, I don't think Donovan Smith is getting a spot back. One of my editors for Arrowhead Pride calls him Juwanye. Combines the names. Mm. Okay. I just call him holding number 74. The depart- right tackle. <laughs> the Department of Mahomes Security. Full start. Uh, a lot of flags on the O-line. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they have the most penalized player in the league on their team. <laughs> Oh, two. two. That was a that was a false start by Rob. Throwing a flag at Rob. That was a little Jawan Taylorish. I yeah, made the line to the false side. That's my bad. That's my bad. Is it Tony-ish? Is it Jawan Taylorish? It could be a, a lot of a lot of things. Five yard penalty. Speaking of Canarius Tony and penalties, he had a big one on Sunday, which everyone says God, they got angry, all this, that, and the other. But Travis Kelsey voiced the other side of the coin when it comes to Kadarius Tony on the New Heights podcast. I went up to KT today, man. I told him, I was like, man, we had that place 
rocket. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, hey, man, we just can't have to do it again, big dog. I love KT. If we get the opportunity again, I'm going to throw that shit right into his chest again. He's one of the best players we got with the ball in his hands. You turn on the film, you watch what he does when the ball's in his hands. Everybody hating on KT right now, you can f- miss me with it. I'm trusting in 1-9 every time he's out there on the Pete, field. Pete, turn on the film, and he's just explosive with the ball in his hands, but turn on the box score, and he looks like, What? Where is this explosion? Where is this energy? Do you believe there is a disconnect between what fans and the team is seeing because everyone talks about his explosion, but the box score shows a lot of nothing? I like Tony. I I, I think he played a huge role in the Chiefs Super Bowl win. I mean, that, you know, if we're being honest with ourselves, that game was a seesaw battle. And when Tony made that play, again, as a returner, you know, I guess that's a helpful asterisk, it put the game out of reach. It gave the Chiefs control of the game and everything – else developed from that I, i'm not sure they win that game without him um you know that being said it's disappointing that he can't stay on the field uh i think he when he is on the field he does have this energy about him this explosiveness uh, at times that just doesn't exist in the team but here's how i feel about players commenting and defending their teammates i think in travis kelsey saying that he knows what i think we all kind of know and we we don't want to admit if the Chiefs are actually going to win a championship this year, Tony has to be healthy and he has to play well. I don't think they're doing it if Tony miraculously gets sidelined again or uh, takes a step back or somehow finds himself out of the lineup. I think the Chiefs have realized we need this player to be part of this. Kelsey realizes that. And look, uh, man, that, that was a great play. And, you know, I hate to be cliche guy, but game of inches, all that. That, you know, if he isn't offsides and they win that game from that play, this is happy Tony City this week. And, you know, it just didn't work out that way. I'm at this point. I mean, I've been at this point for a while, but we got a month to go, man. I don't care who steps up in that room, but they need one other wide receiver to step up. You don't. So you wouldn't care if it's Cornell Powell comes out of the. The practice squad. I would say that we know they have three good offensive players, and I like Noah Gray, but they don't give him enough of a usage where he's not going to be a five-catch for 70-yard guy. We know how the playoff works. Teams take one thing away. You need somebody else to step up. So a team will take Travis Kelsey out of the game and he'll have 45 yards, or teams will take Rasheed Rice where he has 45 yards. You need one wide receiver to step up in that scenario. I don't care who it is. Kadarius Toney, Sky Moore, MVS, Justin Watson. Can they develop one wide receiver for the next six weeks? If they can do that, they got a shot. I like to see Richie James get a few more snaps. I, I think the snap counts right now are telling you that they've kind of ruled out Sky Moore and Kadarius or I'm sorry, Sky Moore and Marquez Valdez-Scantling for those positions. And now they're they're seeing, okay, you know, these are clearly the best options we have. What is this going to look like in the postseason? Do we have a third? Oh. Three. Oh, oh. That, that might have been delay a game, by We got a false start and delay. Yeah, delay a game. Like he's, he's having a bad drive. <laughs> I like the Kansas City Chiefs. 
All right, Pete, I'm going to lay out a scenario that was laid out to me earlier today, and you tell me your feelings. Eight minutes to go, fourth quarter, Chiefs and Patriots in Foxborough. Daryl Johnston's on the call. Eight minutes to go. Are you, as a Chiefs fan slash Chiefs media member, nervous because the game still hangs in the balance, or is it more likely the Chiefs have disposed of the hapless New England Patriots? Man, from covering Mahomes and just kind of seeing his personality this week and and the way he's handled this, and, you know, I think he sees a lot of the stuff online. Um, You know, I think a lot of players will say they don't look at anything, and that's a lie, and Mahomes never says that. I mean, he he embraces stuff whenever you see him on these stories with Mrs. Mahomes and whatnot. They're always watching the game and stuff like that. He's seen all this stuff this week. I think he comes out and lights the – the Patriots up. I mean, I really feel that way. And I think the defense has, has gained that energy. A, a quote that stood out to me today from Chris Jones is, is him just saying Pat's attitude after the game and just being so angry. It's contagious. And I, I think everyone's going to be wanting to play for Mahomes. Everyone's going to be wanting to prove against a farly far. I just almost said farly a far inferior team that they are clearly the, the better team. And so I like, I like the chiefs to have a handle on this game. I, you know, I'm, I'm going to be picking the chiefs to, uh, in Alex Gold's terms, cover, um, and maybe even work in an alternate spread. Like, that's how confident I am in this one. I am not saying that I don't trust Patrick Mahomes. I do, so I want to be clear before I say this. But this is not basketball. Oops. You can't go out there and he can just, you know what, I'm not passing today. I'm Kobe Bryant. I'm going to go 17 of 31. I'm going to shoot it, and I'm not passing to any of you. Well, the, the AFC title game, he ran up the sideline. At some point... <laughs> We have been talking about trust, right? <laughs> Who does he trust in this room? Travis. Yes. Rasheed Rice. Rice. Are they going to have Pacheco this week? Mm, no practice today. So he has not practiced the last four practices. He has not practiced. So until he practices, it is safe to say that he is not playing for what the are you Chiefs. Talking about practice, man. Okay, well, so they have two explosive offensive players. Right. I'm not saying I don't believe in Patrick Mahomes, but if you're telling me that you think that his hair is going to be on fire here, you're telling me you think that Kadarius Tony's going to have a big game. Why you're not? telling me you think Sky Moore is going to have a big game. MVS, Justin Watson is going to have a big game. And that's perfectly fine. My confidence in them is low. My how confidence many, in him is high. But how many targets do you really need? I mean, you're naming target four and five and six. I mean, I think you really need two guys to play well and maybe a third guy to have – a good game and an explosive. Play. I don't. I don't disagree with you. Kadarius Tony's high in receiving this year is thirty-five. That's his high in receiving. Well, he's so, been hurt. Has he? He's been hurt and uh, out of the mix. I look. I like. I said. I think you have to be optimistic. I think the Patriots Tony are going to be competitive. If you're a Chiefs player like Kelsey or a Chiefs fan, because I just if you don't have Tony playing at a high level, which we've seen. Only in glimpses. I just don't know if you're doing it this year. So you, you got you got to have him play well. You got to have have him have a, a bounce back game that helps build build his confidence. I think the Patriots are going to be competitive this week. I think I think they have enough to be competitive. You think Ezekiel Elliott's going to do it for him? No, Elliott. They barely have any receivers that are healthy. All three of their receivers from uh, last game that were inactive due to injury were limited today. How many points do you think New England is scoring? I think that's the question. Like, none, uh, none of my 13 questions. 13 points. Are re- like, I don't think the Patriots are good by I'll any g- means. We'll give, I'll give them 13. What do you give them? Yeah, 13. I think it's about fair. So, you're, you know, you're telling me 27 13 doesn't sound right? 
I don't trust Kansas City to score 27 right now. It is, and maybe, that, that, maybe that's where we are. I don't trust Kansas City to score 27. Not against a team that I think is, is the, capable defensively. The Patriots are okay defensively, yeah. I, I even think against the Patriots, though, they got three touchdowns and, and a field goal or two in them. I, you know, I, I like 27-13. I probably, you know, and as I'm talking out loud, I probably like 24-13 to 13 more. You know, three, three touchdowns and a field goal, that sounds about right for New England. Yeah, the, the Chiefs, it just, their offense comes in very, very weird spurts. Just very, very weird spurts. They could like this offense could look how it did against the Las Vegas Raiders where they scored 31 points. They got off to a little bit of a slow start and they just got the ball rolling. They has got the ball rolling. I just find like they need to beat this team convincingly. And, and this isn't even, you know, for the bet, but like cover. And, and the reason why is it's Patrick Mahomes against a backup. I mean, I think you need, I think at a certain point you need that confidence of like, we still got it. And I think this is a, we still Got it type of game. You know what I mean? Pete's, Pete Sweeney of Arrowhead Pride joining us on the show today. It has been a wonderful trip here on the drive. I, I, I love coming to the drive. Pete, you know what, man? You don't ask me here enough. I, I appreciate you, man. Put my, I, put my name on the show. The drive with Pete and Carrington. You know what? I know Not only on, but first? You want it first? <laughs> yeah, no, it, yeah, no it's, 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 it's Pete Sweeney's show. We appreciate you, Pete. All right, guys. That's Pete Sweeney joining us in studio. Keep it right here. It's The Drive. You're listening to The Drive with Carrington Harrison, brought to you by the Deep Esqually Moore Law Firm. Remember, Mike's got this on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Kansas City is Nick Bolton. Can I get a big old M-I-Z? You're listening to The Drive with Carrington Harrison on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. I want to play this audio for you guys that have been making Cam Newton on his podcast said this about Dak Prescott and Brock Purdy. Here's what Cam Newton had to say. Brock Purdy, like, but Brock, let's, they're not winning because of him. He's not turning the ball over. He's managing the game. And if we were to put that in its own right as game managers, Brock, Purdy, Tua Tonga Valoa, Jared Goff, and really... Dak Prescott. Mm. 
these are game managers. They're, they're not difference makers. And when you say game manager, I'm not asking you to go out and win the game. I'm just asking you not to lose. Not to lose the game. That's, I don't give a damn what you do. You don't have to score every time. You just don't have to throw a pick every time either. If we're going to really call a spade a spade, a game manager is different than a game changer. This is the thing. I don't know why we have turned game manager into such a negative connotation for players or system quarterback. I think that there are probably two non-system quarterbacks in the entire NFL. I think one is the quarterback here in Kansas City, and I think the other one was also here in Kansas City over the weekend in Josh Allen. I love Josh Burrow, or Joe Burrow, excuse me. I think Joe Burrow is in a really ideal system, and I think we are seeing that right now with how well Jake Browning is playing in his absence. You have given him a lot of support. You have given him a very good offensive-minded coach. You have given him one of the best wide receivers of his era. You've got another number one wide receiver in T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd. They've invested in tight end. They have done what you're supposed to do and support their quarterback. So I'm not faulting Cincinnati for doing that. As good as I think Jalen Hurts is, they have created an entire play around how unique of a prospect and player that he is. There's nothing wrong with being a system quarterback. One of the problems, I think, currently with the NFL and with the offense is lack of consistency at the quarterback position. One reason why the games feel so random is you don't know what you're going to get from the quarterback position. A couple of weeks ago, Minnesota's quarterback was the toast of the town. The next two weeks, they then benched their quarterback for Nick Mullins. We were looking at Aiden O'Connell like, hey, I don't know, man. Maybe the Raiders got a little something at quarterback. They didn't score last week. There's a lot of fluctuation, a lot of up and down. I am not here telling you that I think Brock Purdy is some high-end, elite-level, game-changing quarterback. Same thing for Dak Prescott. Same thing for Tua. But there is something for knowing exactly what you have at the position and being able to build around that position and get the most out of that player. I just don't know why we have started to talk about quarterback play when we already know there's not that many good ones in the league. Those guys that he's talking about, those franchise, go out there, do it by yourself quarterbacks, there's three, four of them walking the face of the earth. There's 32 teams. Can you win a Super Bowl with Brock Purdy? I believe the answer is yes. Can this Cowboys team win the Super Bowl? I believe the answer is yes. I've got my questions about Miami, but on the surface, could Miami win this year's Super Bowl? Absolutely. I want to change the way that we talk about quarterback play. And I think that this is a very old and outdated way of thinking and evaluating the position and using the term game manager, I think is turned into a very demeaning term for a quarterback when I don't think it has to be or when it should be. The San Francisco 49ers have found a quarterback that perfectly fits their system and can execute their offense. Isn't that what every team is looking for in the National Football League? I don't know why we turned that into a negative. I, I I understand why it's become a negative. I think this year is an outlier because I would say in most years, game manager or something in that vein 
is someone we consider to be a good NFL quarterback, but not Super Bowl good. It's the Alex Smith effect. It's the Kirk Cousins effect. I would have those guys in the game manager list. I think this year in the NFL is unique in the fact that it's not just bad quarterback plays you laid out. It's a lot of hurt quarterbacks, as you also laid out. So you don't need to have the dynamic player to go win a Super Bowl. You just need the guy who's on the field for 60 minutes and is good enough to get you through. That is what you need in 2023. You need a guy who's not going to turn the ball over, plays for all 60 minutes, and makes a play a game, which I agree with you. That's fine. No, no one's upset with that type of quarterback. We've just as an NFL fan base accepted that type of quarterback doesn't hoist Lombardi's. And this year, it feels like more likely than not, someone in that camp of game manager camp is going to lift the Lombardi or potentially win the MVP. I think that's a product of everything being drained down in 23, not a product of their actual greatness. And fans are kind of stuck in no man's land here of, well, that guy's not that good. But no one's that good this year. So the not that good guys are rising. They look better than they actually are. Yeah, I just think that in this conversation, because the top text is what did Brock Purdy do without Debo Samuel? It's sort of this like chicken and egg catch 22 argument. Like one of the biggest complaints right now about Kansas City is that they haven't given their quarterback enough support. And then when a team has given their quarterback enough support the way that San Francisco has, it's. Well, what could he do without those weapons? Well, which one is it? I'm not saying that I think Brock Purdy is Patrick Mahomes, but San Francisco has done what you were supposed to do. They have supported and developed around their quarterback and put him in an infrastructure in which your quarterback can help you win the most important games of the season. It is far more realistic to me to be what San Francisco is than to try to be what Kansas City is. You know what Kansas City's plan was? Kansas City made maybe the greatest trade in the history of the National Football League and acquired maybe the most talented quarterback that we have ever seen. You want to know what San Francisco did? They've drafted and developed really well at all the other parts, and even though they missed at quarterback, they were so good everywhere else that all they needed was a quarterback to come in and run the show. They drafted Debo Samuel. They drafted Brandon Ayuk. They drafted Bosa. They, they've drafted a majority of their parts. They spent some money in free agency to go get who I think is the best offensive lineman in the NFL in Trent Williams. So they spent money, and then they made a trade that a lot of people wouldn't have made to go get Christian McCaffrey. You know Rob wouldn't have made that trade. They wouldn't be a Super Bowl contender if they didn't go out and make that trade. They wouldn't be a Super Bowl contending team. I mean, there's two ways to do it. I understand that Kansas City's way has been more successful than San Francisco's way. Kansas City's way has got you a Super Bowl, and San Francisco's way hasn't. But if you are 75%, 80% of teams, if you're Chicago, which one is it more likely to be? Are you going to be Kansas City, or can you be San Francisco? I think San Francisco was by far and away the more realistic path for most teams in the National Football League. They have drafted, developed, and when they have made big home run swing trades, they've worked. I mean, San Francisco went out in free agency and spent a bunch of money on somebody. They got Trent Williams. The Chiefs got Jawan Taylor. They both did the same thing. One was just more successful than what they did. 
I think Brock Purdy's fine. I've thought that for a while with Brock Purdy. I was skeptical early in the season, but when you look at this San Francisco team, they just operate really well with him as their starting quarterback, and they just put him in a really good scenario and situation. It's not that surprising to me that Dak is having his best season when this offseason they really emphasize going to get him better weapons. A major reason of why I think Dallas lost last season was they only had one person for him to throw the ball to. It was CeeDee Lamb. This year you went out, you got him Jake Ferguson. You went out and you got him Brandon Cooks. You've had a healthy Michael Gallup. You've given him a full stable and arsenal of weapons and an offense that can score and put up points against any team in the league. You give the Cowboys a viable shot of beating just about any team in the league other than that team in San Francisco, which has stumped them every single time that they have played them. Keep it right here. It's The Drive on Sixth and Sports Radio, SixthandSports.com, and the Odyssey app. Hey, Chiefs fans, it's Patrick Mahomes. Catch me every Monday with CDOT during the season on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. The Drive, brought to you by the Deep Esquale Moore Law Firm. Remember, Mike's got this, 610 Sports Radio. All right, let's see if this is actually breaking news. Go for it, CDOT. I reject that note. We have breaking news. They have announced an opening date for the Ferris wheel. Kansas City wheel, the newest addition to Kansas City skyline in the Crossroads Art District. That's in the car. That's in the Crossroads Arts District. The Ferris wheel. I mean, yeah, it's what I would say. Yeah. Okay. I mean, isn't it east of 35 and south of where that comes? What's that? 70 comes across. Yeah, that's the guess the. The Crossroads Art District. How far of a walk do you think that is from Grinders? Oh, eight to ten minutes, maybe. Well, yeah, then that's not in the same district. Oh, eight to ten minute walk? Do you think the Kaufman Center's in that district? No, I would consider the Kaufman Center downtown. Really? Yeah, I would consider I would it downtown. Say, I would say Kaufman Center's Crossroads. Yeah, I would consider it's the Crossroads downtown. Art District. Yeah, no, I wouldn't consider art. that to the, the crossroads, but that's interesting, though. Uh, they have announced that it will be open to the public starting at noon next tomorrow. They're opening tomorrow, December 14th, starting at noon. The public will be able to climb aboard the 150-foot-tall observation wheel between 10 to 10 daily from December 15th. So starting on Friday... Through January 2nd of 2024, the Ferris wheel is open. That's a holiday-only season. That's Yeah, I mean, I, I assume that's the hours that they are doing, uh, and then they're going to change it. Yeah, so from 10 to 10, that's what they're doing. Text line makes a good point. Didn't yesterday we get the breaking news it failed an inspection? I'm just, what has changed? Rob, I am just here passing the message to you. New inspector. Pass. I'm just, I am simply here to relay the message, and that's all I am here to do, that the Ferris wheel is opening, and that you are going to have the opportunity to ride the Ferris wheel starting this Friday. Are you excited to go ride it? Uh, I can see that being a fun Christmas, eve- Christmas evening type of event. Go ride the Ferris wheel, then like head over to... A Christmas pop-up, that could be a nice little evening. Yeah, I would say I might do that. I may mean, head over to Rock Hill Grill's Miracle. Yeah, that. you know what? You convinced me. Okay, I got it. I, uh, I, hope, I hope that the Ferris wheel is fun for those of you that go ride it. When are you going to ride it? 
I will not ride that thing until it gets warm. No chance. Define warm, like a nice balmy March day or like May? After the Masters. <laughs> After the Masters. That's when I will consider it. Was that April? Yeah. Spring will be here. The Royals will have played 17 games before I consider getting on that thing. What are you going up there to see? I'm, I'm serious. I'm not even trying to be funny. I mean, that's why I think the Christmas one makes sense. You can see like the Christmas lights of the Crossroad District. You can see that big building. I think, I don't know what exactly it is off the top of my head. Like mm-hmm. that's, that's the building you want. But like it has like the, you know, has like the lights on the sides and that has a chief's logo. You can see union station all lit up. I understand why you're going up there during Christmas time because it's like a cool Christmas. Oh, look how the city's lit up moment. No, that's fair. No, if that you're going sense. up there on February 11th, I have no <laughs> idea. Yeah, It doesn't seem like it's very exciting at all. Seems like the absolute worst time to be up there. I can see in the summer, though, you make a day like you go down to the get a beer at the bottom and play some mini golf and ride up like a little date day. But yeah, I, I don't see the allure other than date or Christmassy event. Okay. Good luck to you uh, that are riding it. Someone said they are pot, so it's probably not cold. Uh, you know what? I still uh, didn't you get the alert yesterday. They're heated. They're supposedly climate I, controlled. I, I don't. I don't think that. It's cold in there. I just don't really have at some point you have to get outside and you have to walk around and like I'm just I'm going down there to just get on the Ferris wheel and then I'm driving right back home. Like I'm not going to the mini golf part of this right now. I'm not making a whole evening out of it. It's cold outside. So no, that that that's not a winter activity for me. There's other winter activities I would be doing. That I think are fun for the whole family. Go to Christmas in the park. That's another outdoor cold activity. No, you drive in the car. Christmas you in the park. Can, you can walk around, though. There's both. Oh, yeah, I ain't getting out. I don't know about that. <laughs> it's, it's a little crazy to me. People get out of the car? I've never gotten out of the car. I've Christmas seen photos in on Instagram of people are out of the car. Oh, they crazy. I didn't even know you could do that. I'm serious. I mean, maybe it's a different thing, but I've seen photos on Instagram. The people one like, out in Longview Lake? It's a different one, but I've definitely yeah, seen photos. Lake, you just drive through, you look at the lights, and you just go home after it's over. Yeah, I know that one. I just telling you, Instagram oh, has people popping off with under the archway and the whole deal. Okay. My bad. I didn't know. Are you a Christmas lights person? Have you been to the plaza since they put the lights up? I've done the plaza so often that I haven't done the plaza, but I am a Christmas lights person. I'm excited for that thing at uh, Legends Field. Oh. Enchant. That's crazy. They're paying you enough to go out there? No, 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 no. I'm, that's my part-time job. So I work for Enchant. I didn't know. I didn't know. <laughs> kind of, the takes don't pay for things like Enchant. <laughs> I didn't know. I just learned. <laughs> I learned right here on the spot. I didn't know. I didn't know what they were paying you. I saw that thing was like $24. <laughs> no thanks. I'll be at Enchant on TikTok and Instagram Reels. I got all the Enchant I need on there. I'm all right. Y'all got it. I appreciate you guys listening and making us part of your day. Coming up after us, I believe it's Arrowhead Pride Radio. I'll be listening on the way home. Hopefully you are as well. Take care of yourself. It's the drive. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better 
because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.